Hey everybody, I'm Lance Johnson. I am a coach at Agency Hacker and super excited to have you here today. This is a first for Agency Hacker podcast. We've got Roberto Williams calling from Jamaica. Roberto, welcome. Thank you so much, Lance. Appreciate it. I'm glad to you know, be on this call today sharing our experiences in this amazing industry, man. Oh man, it's super excited to have you. It's really fun to get a look into uh, how agencies run all over the world. You know, we have people from Panama, Philippines, but Jamaica, hopefully you'll be the first of many to come on the show. <laughs> I hope so. <laughs> we like yeah. to set friends in this industry. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. so, Roberto, I know that you're an author, you're a CEO, you're a business mentor of PTS Marketing. Um, tell us a little bit about what PTS Marketing does. Well, I mean, you know, PTS Marketing, you know, as it says, we're a marketing agency, but our niche is really, you know, ad creation. So we're an ad agency that we mainly focus on business owners and we focus on like financial advisors to really create some compelling ads that really gets their message out to their, uh, you know, desired uh, audience. And, you know, those are the persons that we really focus on. So that's, that's, that's us. Yes. So Roberto, why don't you tell us a little bit about um, who you guys serve? You said that it's clients, but is, are they going to be just in Jamaica or are they international or how do you all have your niche pick? Well, I mean, what we do now, because we're actually a company that's just over two years, so we're pretty young, right? So we started off with doing just financial advisors. I used to be an advisor myself back in the day. Uh, that's how the company actually started. Because when I, when I started on as a financial advisor, you know, I realized that there was a big or a huge gap right there where financial advisors needed someone to find them leads. And, you know, I wanted to start a company. So I basically just put that together right there. And that's how PTS Marketing was born. However, over like a year of serving uh, just financial advisors, we decided to branch out a little bit more, kind of niche up and go into uh, more business owner uh, sort of stuff because that uh, me being the CEO, I realized that if it's the case that I'm not passionate about uh, something in the sense that passionate about giving, you know, financial advice, it's not going to give me the best results. So, you know, my passion has always been with business. So it's just that me being passionate about that, that's, that's the connection right there. So, you know, that's how we started to niche up and really focus on those business owners to really assist them and help them to increase their revenue. You know, we, I was telling you earlier, Lance, about a mission that our company has to help 100,000 entrepreneurs, you know, basically profitably increase their revenue. That's our goal. That's an exciting goal too. I I feel like it's helpful when you have an agency and you see, hey, this is the good that we're doing, or this is the way it's changing other people's businesses. Um, 
So just out of curiosity, you said you're a financial advisor before, and uh -huh. then you came into the agency space. You kicked something off two years ago. How uh -huh. did you get your first client? It's just something I'm always curious about. As a, as a financial advisor or as an agency? Well, I, <laughs> that's a funny story. Uh, well, I, I started by actually uh, doing surveys inside of the company that I work, one of the largest financial institutions in Jamaica. You know, I started doing the surveys, finding out what were the person's needs, if there was a need for a company like that, because it would have been the first of, it is the first of the kind uh, company that actually had a niche to serve financial advisors, right? So, yeah. <laughs> so I did those uh, surveys, asked a couple questions, asked around, talked to some person, and the day I left, the following day, like I resigned from that job, and the following day, I actually went into the parking lot. <laughs> I kid you not, Lance. I went into the parking lot and just started walking up to every single financial advisor. And I had on a suit too. <laughs> so, and you know, Jamaican sun is super hot. Very hot. <laughs> so I went into the parking lot and just went door to door, so to speak, talking to financial advisors and soliciting their business. And I got my first client from that interaction. Because what had happened is they teach you how to sell professionally as a financial advisor. All my life I've been a sales agent. However, I wasn't taught to sell professionally. I was just taught to, to, to create transactional sales. But as a financial advisor, they teach you how to sell high ticket uh, items. And I use the same method I learned to sell the, those same amazing uh, first clients that I, I, I got. That's exciting. I'm just curious, what's the, what was the method, right? Was it you walk up and say, hey, we help you get more prospects? What was, what was your hook and what was your process? <laughs> well, I, I, I wrote a, I wrote a, a script because uh, I was pretty into Jordan Belfort at that time. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. He has a book called uh, The Way of the Wolf that shows you the straight line selling method uh, from top to bottom. So I actually went through that book and I created a script that actually helped me to hit all the right triggers while talking to people, memorize that script and just went there and just, you know, talk to those persons, uh, go, go talk, just go up to them and ask them, you know, if they have a minute, if they could talk, because I know that they were busy, you know, kind of respecting their time. And then, you know, from there, I just went on and told them that, hey, I'm a startup company, right? I literally used to be a financial advisor just like you, and I understand your struggles. You know, I'm coming from the same place as you. One of the things I really hated was going out in my nice suit to, to you know, <laughs> prospect in the hot sun, in Jamaican hot sun. So I know you hate it too. And that always actually got a really emotional response from them where they, they would like, you know, I could see them becoming more interested in what I was talking about. You know, and, and I just went through and I just told them, hey, just book a quick meeting with me. I know you don't have a lot of time. Just book a quick meeting with me and we can talk more when, when you have, uh, you know, when the time is more convenient outside of a parking lot. 
and I just got <laughs> got their number, got their phone number, email address, and name, and we just set up a meeting for a later time. Wow, Roberto, I think you get the, the most hustle award. For, <laughs> you're doing not like door to house door. You were doing car door to car door. Can I tell you, man? Uh, it was it was the weirdest thing when I just started because I felt like I was stalking people per se. I would have to like wait until I see a car pull up, and I would would peek over the top of my car to see where they stop, and then kind of wait until they get their papers together, and then you know when they come up, I kind of walk straight over to them. <laughs> so, yeah. I I feel like the, you know you showed up and you were very clearly like, you know meant to be there, right? You said, right. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Ooh, man, that sounds like a hot day. How many of those initial meetings did you have to book in order to get your first client? Well, I mean, the the script that I used was pretty solid. I mean, from the first, I let's say ten clients. I remember, mm -hmm. I got about two of those clients from wow. just the first 10. Wow. Yeah. So oh, that's I didn't, Yeah. I didn't yeah. have to go through too much. Yeah. Yeah. It sounds like you knew the offer really well since you were coming from the inside. It wasn't right. like uh, you were a digital marketer that decided to try to market to financial services, but you're like, ah, this is me. I was a financial advisor. Exactly. Wow. So that's it. It's really interesting. So, yeah, fast forward, that was two years ago. And now, right. at, do you have clients that are generally on retainer? Do you all do one-off jobs at PTS? Or how, how do you all structure your agency? Well, we really focus on subscription, subscription-based services. So, you know, we start them off with a one-time payment and uh, that they, just to get everything set up. And then, uh, after the one-time payment, we put them on a monthly uh, sort of retainer or subscription where it's month to month. Each month that they pay, they get another 30 days, and then, you know, we keep going. So we tend to have clients for the long term. Yeah, that makes sense. And out of those, like, initial clients, what's your turn like? Because this is something I'm always curious about with agencies. Where it's not as sticky as, like, software as a service or something, mm -hmm. and it's, it's just easier for client churn. So I'm always curious for retainer or recurring agencies. Well, I mean, you, you usually see the, the clients that you don't necessarily want to have on your books uh, churn within three to, to nine months thereabouts. But anybody that uh, usually past that time frame, they're the ones that are going to be there with you for the long haul. That makes sense. Yeah, where it's like, it's kind of like you're feeling them out as well. And right. then you go, oh, again, yeah, this is a good fit for everybody. We can help this guy. Right, right. You, some, some clients are going to, you know, they're definitely going to be more problematic than some. Some people, you know, they're going to come in and they want to change all kinds of stuff. They don't uh, believe in, in the, the process. They, they want to rush things. We don't want to work with every single person you know we want to work with persons that we can go ahead and profitably increase their revenue and we can do that uh while keeping a, a mutually beneficial relationship between uh between us 
Yeah, it is a really interesting thing. And I, I always hope that I'm not this kind of client because sometimes you can get a client where they say, hey, come fit into my system, right? Like, right. here's a system that we want to do. Uh, right. Like, it doesn't necessarily work. You're like, hey, this is not what we do. We can't help it. Right, right. Everyone has their systems, but remember, there's a reason why you, you hired an agency, you know? <laughs> an agency is there to do what an agency does to get you the results. So, because what we do uh, at PTS, we really focus on results and goals. We even have, I'm not sure if you're familiar with a uh, software called Cascade. Cascade, no, I'm not familiar with it. All right, so just to give you a quick uh, rundown. So, Cascade is this software that allows you to really uh, store your goals it kind of gives you this big goal that you want to do. What's the big goal of, of the organization? And then it gives you sort of big milestones that you want to achieve. And then inside those milestones are going to be smaller day-to-day uh, -day objectives that you can take to really reach your goals. So what we do, each of our clients that we work with, we really go ahead and uh, help them to really flesh out each and every one of their goals. They have this, this big goal of reaching this big revenue. But what do you need to do uh, next month? What do you need to, to do for the next three months, next year, every day, you know, sort of stuff. So we, we kind of help them to flesh it out. And that's a part of our service. We really focus on, it's kind of goal-based and goal-oriented, you know, so yeah. So a little bit of it is like, as you said, business mentoring or general business strategy services. And then the vehicle that you use to help them get there is paid ads. Right, right. Okay. That software was Cascade, you said? Right. That's, it's called Cascade. Yeah, it's, that's really interesting. I'm going to have to look into that. Um, Most definitely. Well, Roberto, real quick, I just want to put in a plug for HC Hacker. It's our time for our mid-roll commercial. Sure. So everybody that's listening, if, if you're an HC owner, sometimes you feel a little stuck. And uh, at HC Hacker, we know that because we had to build our agency from zero to three million, and just like anybody else would. Like a lot of iteration, a lot of trying out, and a lot of blind alleys. I think that's one of the hardest things being a business owner is like, man, I know that I can figure this out, but the trial and error takes forever. So uh, we don't have any magic pills. There's not a perfect way to do it or the one right way to build an agency. But what we do have is uh, a coaching program. It's a group coaching with some educational material that you can come on and uh, it's the framework that we use to grow our agency. So it's targeted specifically at folks that are trying to go from six figures to seven figures. We say, you know, I've got traction at 100,000, 200,000, 500,000 but you want to shortcut your way to a million, which in my experience is when things got easier. So if you're interested in that, uh, coaching programs, you know, the price goes anywhere. I know it's taboo to talk about price, but we just throw it out there so you know. Anywhere between 15,000 and $60,000 a year. It's, it's not something that you have to get 20 days or two weeks of success from. It's not in it for the long haul. But if you're interested, go to hchacker.io and uh, you can see a case study about a little bit of our process and schedule a call with a coach. So, well, this is a, a real exciting one because I think, you know, you've approached it and you started super niche, which is pretty neat. And then you expanded, you do real estate as well. Is that right? 
Uh, we we want to start doing real estate, but we haven't started as yet. Okay, yeah. that's something that that's on our timeline. Okay, that makes sense. And actually, that's probably. I mean, that seems like a really logical next step where financial advisors, real estate, they're big financial transactions. Right. So I could see the logic behind it. Right. But I think that yeah, it's a good segue in part of the show that I think is always the most fun is you know, what you mentioned. You're working toward helping 100,000 business owners increase their business profit. Where are you at right now, like, and what is keeping you from getting to the next phase of that? Well, I mean, currently we've assisted over the, the past uh, two years, we've assisted around 250 customers, clients. Yeah. Uh, we're, so we're nowhere near our target, we know. But what happens is that we are consistently trying to grow, consistently trying to get better, and you know, just really uh, work on it day to day. But uh, you asked a really good question in terms of what's really stopping us um, from growing. And I would uh, seriously say it is the sales. Because I mean, we have the processes down, you know, we have the SOPs, we have the strategies, we have the, the plans, the goals, the leadership, but really and truly what's really holding us back is the sales. And I am trying to actually structure a deal with uh, outsourcing some sales professionals to kind of ramp up our, our, our sales, right? But I'm still in the process of actually uh, getting that deal closed. That's you know, that's a super interesting topic. I bet a lot of our listeners will be very curious because you're not the only one that has that bottom line. I think that there's, whether it's leads, sales, uh, or fulfillment, right? Like those are the big three bottlenecks that come up. Right. So when you talk about outsourcing, what, tell us a little more about that. I mean, I would just love to hear about it for even personal use to see that as a way of growing your sales team. Right. So, I mean, we, we actually came to, the, the conclusion that, you know, it's best to outsource sales because we actually had in-source or, or in, we actually had agents in company before, right? However, those agents were more cut from the appointment uh, setters cut. So they were more able to like set appointments uh, for the, the actual salesperson. So for me, I, in the company, I do most of the sales currently, you know, because of my sales background and, you know, the, the, the knowledge and the expertise that I have in sales. That's, that's where I, that's where I started. I started my first job uh, as a sales uh, representative. So, you know, it's, 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 it's been a, been a little bit. <laughs> so you, you tend to garner some information here and there and, you know, one of the major struggles that I face is really transferring that knowledge from myself to, you know, other reps. Because what happens is that I'm not, I'm not a teacher. I'm, I'm just being honest and straight, you know? <laughs> I'm not a teacher. I try to make it as fun as possible, but it's all about really transferring years of knowledge, experience, cadence, uh, you know, kind of things that become instinct after a while 
to someone who has uh, little experience or no experience or, or not the experience in in selling high ticket uh, high ticket services, right? So it's that's that's one of the major challenges for me. So we we actually went down the, chose to went down the road of uh, outsourcing it, right? And as I said, we've been speaking to a few companies in terms of like uh, getting the getting that on board, but we're still in ongoing negotiations to get that deal uh, settled. That's really interesting. And so, would the deal be that they are more experienced, uh, essentially more experienced sales representatives that work for this outsourced company, and then you give them your sales process, but they already have the, the sales DNA or the sales experience to be able to pick it up. Right. right. So they don't need any additional coaching. Or if, if, if I even need to coach them, they would already have the cadence, they would already have the, the, the instincts and all of that. And I would just need to just kind of guide them along the way to sell our clients. Got it. Yeah. Yeah. Where it's like, I feel like if you have general sales knowledge and we're actually hiring another we insource sales as well, but it's another thing where we're like, okay, how do you hire the right people? And it's been very difficult to create a development pipeline where we right. have someone new come in, they set appointments and then they move up to sales. And what we've actually been trying to do is more like, Hey, can we just hire someone similar to like what you're doing? Right. Can we just hire someone that has a lot of experience and they come on and we show them the specifics about servicing our Right, exactly. Much yeah. easier. Yeah, yeah, and it's still hard, but definitely easier. So dumb yeah. question, but with the, is there a reason that you're outsourcing it rather than just hiring experienced reps and having them work inside the company? Well, the thing is, you see, based on how we want to do it, uh, the personnel that we've, we, we are because we do our own own uh we we do our own advertising for the the um recruiting campaign right so we mainly focus on linkedin which is a pretty it's it's a newer platform compared to facebook and instagram uh in jamaica so jamaicans mainly use this platform for uh getting jobs right mainly so we, we really focus on uh, going there and trying to find, uh, find talent on LinkedIn. But what happens is that there is some kind of disconnect between the, uh, you know, because we, we really focus on commissions, right? We focus on you, you, do the, you do the work and we'll pay you great commissions, right? Yeah. So if it's a case that, we're finding persons, uh, most of the persons that, that want to do sales in Jamaica, they're really focusing on getting like a steady income, which that's not really going to fly, you know, in a sales job. I even spoke to a consultant the other day and he said, you know what he said to me, Lance? He said to me that good sales agents don't work on commission. Oh man! Yeah, <laughs> I mean, this is a guy that that 
you know, me and him, we're coming from the same company. I told him that I am coming from a sales uh, position and my, my role was uh, strictly commission, basically. And this, this young man was telling me that, you know, good sales agents don't work on commission. I grossly disagree with that because, as a matter of fact, a good sales agent, sales is one of the highest paid jobs in the whole world. And the reason it's like that is because people work on commission. You literally set your own paycheck. Definitely. I mean, we've had sales reps that are making, sometimes we'll have a very small base. I mean, very, very small. Right, right. very small base. And they make, you know, six figures, right? Where sales reps make 200,000, 300, multiple people, right? That are doing 200,000, $300,000 in U.S. themselves. Just that they're, they're, that's their takeoff. Exactly. Yeah, Um, it is. I'll tell you, it is a hard thing, but I feel like those people are worth finding because they're just so they understand the game. They're really hungry for it. Definitely, definitely. So just be. Oh, go ahead. Sorry. (laughs) Yeah. So I was just saying, just being a sales agent myself, I realized like the whole aspect of that in terms of you know just how hungry you have to be to be able to work on commission and go out there still make a great living from it. I always like it when someone asks me if commissions are capped, you know, where they're saying, they don't ask what the base is. They say, do you all cap commissions or is it uncapped? Right. That's right. the question you want to have on your team. Exactly. Yeah. Because you know, they're thinking, Oh, I can, I don't want to have my right. earnings artificially limited. <laughs> I'm in total Well, one of the shifting gears a little bit, right? That that sales problem, I think a lot of people are working on it as well. My follow-up question is, what are you working on learning right now? Yeah, who, what kinds of things are are you like? Ah, this is the question. I don't know if you read, watch YouTube videos, uh, listen to podcasts. Hopefully, this one. But what what are you (laughs) focused on learning, or what question are you trying to answer? Well, to be honest, uh, Lance, I'm really focused on, because I have a, I have, I'm kind of uh, structured when it comes to my learning, right? Uh, I have like a book list that I place books on to read every single month. I read four books every month, right? Yeah. Sometimes I, I, I drop down to about three, uh, give or take, but yeah. But what I'm really focused on right now, because I'm, I'm in the process of writing a book um, called How to Turn Your Job into Your Business, which is going to be, <laughs> it's going to be detailing how, you know, you can turn your sales position into a whole company, whatever it is. Right. So I'm really focused on uh, reading this book by Ty Cohen called, uh, Kindle Publishing Secrets. Uh-huh. I remember that. That makes yeah, so, sense. Yeah, so so that book is really showing showing me how to like uh, write a proper uh, Kindle book. Uh, I mean, I, I have one out already on Amazon, but I don't think that one was was good. <laughs> hey, that one was like published like one of my favorite books was it had a lot of typos. It was poorly written. And it was so good. It had like a super mm-hmm. zappy title. 
Um, but it's very, very good information because the guy lived it. So don't sell yourself short on your first book. <laughs> I'm telling you, that one was pretty bad, man. <laughs> I, rushed, I rushed it because what I, I wanted to be an authority in the space as a, a in a financial in the financial advisor space. So I just wrote a book called MDRT Success Secrets, which is like the top award you can get as a financial advisor. That's you know, so, <laughs> so to get my authority in the space, I just wrote it pretty quickly. I'm gonna take it down one day and rewrite it. <laughs> That's how bad yeah, it is. Way to get it out there though. Way to get it out. I feel like a common thread among a lot of the agency owners that come on this is that they like get stuff out before it's perfect. Like, you know what? We're just starting. We're gonna get this out right. before we can get it out. Right. Let's get it out. <laughs> and so the yeah. Kindle book, is this something where you're looking to turn readers into clients with it or is it a separate kind of business? What's the angle of Definitely. So I'm gonna be including a book funnel inside. That's gonna, you know, yeah, that's gonna definitely uh, convert the readers into uh, into customers. I did, uh, you know, I did do something sort of like that in the other book, but <laughs> as I said, it was it was pretty bad, man. But <laughs> this one now, with because I did a lot of research, I did a lot of research, a lot of reading, you know, a lot of courses on it. So I'm a, I'm a little bit more knowledgeable on it now. So I'm gonna be able to like uh, you know execute it properly this time. That makes total sense, Roberto. This is this is really fun to hear about all the angles you're coming at it. And the, I think you get a hustle award along with your first podcast <laughs> award because you've got a very strategic mind. I like how you're coming at it from different angles. So I appreciate it, man. Appreciate it. Well, Roberto, if people wanted to get in touch with you, if they wanted to learn more about what you're doing with your book or PTS marketing in general, what's the best way to find out more to reach out? Well, I mean. You can find me on Facebook as Bert Williams. You can find me on Instagram as uh, Berto Positivity, Berto underscore positivity, that is. Uh, and you can find PTS Marketing on Instagram, Facebook, LinkedIn. Our website is ptsmarketingagency.com. And, you know, yeah, once you type that in, you're good to go. If you're in Jamaica, you can also call me 876-823-3165. Nice. Well, any <laughs> last things you would leave our listeners with? Like any last piece of advice or last thoughts? Ah, yes. It's a, that's a pretty good question, Lance. And I just want to say most of the listeners that are on here on, you know, Agency Hacker Podcast, most of the listeners are going to be entrepreneurs, business owners, you know, agency owners. So what I just want to say to you guys, always remember your dream. Remember your why. Remember why you're doing it. And never give up. Because what happens is that no matter how long you take to manifest that dream, once you keep at it every day, even if you're looking, you know, a little stupid or a little foolish to other people, keep your dream ahead of you like a flashlight or like the, the beams of a car and just keep going, man. Because if it's the case that you, you, you stop, it's in that moment that you stop, that's when you fail. No matter how much times you do uh, stupidity as it is 
seen to other people. As long as you don't stop, you're going to learn from that, that, that uh, mess up. You're going to learn from that hiccup. And just keep going, man. Just keep going. And one day you're going to hit your six figures, you know, like us. And you're going to hit your seven figures like Agency Hacker. And most definitely, you see, Agency Hacker, these guys, I can tell you, they're, they're professionals. They know what they're talking about. So if it's the case that you want to, you know, shortcut your method, just go over and give these guys a call. Go over to their website. What's the website again, Lance? It's uh, agencyhacker.io. Wow, that's the also first plug I've gotten from a guest. So I just want to say a big thank you, Roberto. That was great. <laughs> yeah, well, so I see your guys' podcast. You guys are professionals, man. I, I love it. <laughs> Roberto, what a joy to have you on. I'm hoping that we have a second season where we see the folks that have been on once come on again and we hear about their progress. So looking forward to seeing PTS marketing grow and yeah, I was thinking earlier with your growth, right? All growth is exponential. So 250 is going to keep growing. And Definitely. Yeah, it's really exciting. So everybody, thanks for listening to another HC Hacker episode. Uh, you can learn more about us at agencyhacker.io. If you are an agency owner, this season we're focusing on attraction agencies, 100K to 600K more or less. So come on the show. We'd love to hear your story. We'd love to hear your advice and get your encouragement for other agency owners. So. Thanks again for coming on, Roberto. Thank you so much, Lance. I'm celebrating right now, man. Pretty yeah. good. <laughs> All the All best. Right. Thanks for tuning in.